Good morning. Today is Friday, June 24th, 2022. Sivan Rahav Meir reports on a speech that was given in Israel this week. This past week, in many, many places, there were lots of graduations and lots of graduation speeches. But this graduation speech, which was given at a school in Israel, was very, very special. And I think it has a particular message for every single one of us. The speech began with the speaker addressing the graduates. And he said to them, you're about to leave the cocoon of school and you're going to transition into the big world. And the world can be harsh sometimes. Especially for a Jewish person, the world can be confusing because there is often a clash of values, a clash of principles. And the question that you're going to have to face in life, and every one of us faces in life, is where are you going to turn for guidance? Where are you going to turn? Where are you going to derive your center, your own principles and your own values, especially when you're within a larger society which clashes with it, which asks, not just asks, but insists that you follow what's popular, what's easy. Where are you going to turn for direction when that happens? Where are you going to turn when you're in the minority and there's a majority against you that is trying to insist that you follow its ways. This week's Torah portion gives us that guidance. And the guidance that it gives us in being able to withstand the pressure of a majority, the pressure of what is popular and contagious, the pressure to withstand that opposition and stand up for what's right? That's really the subject, one of the subject of this week's Torah portion, the Parsha Shlach, and the guidance that our Parsha gives us sends us in two different directions, into the past and into the future. Back to the past. So, Moshe sends 12 Meraglim, 12 spies to go into Israel to come back with a report about what it's like. Of course, we know 10 of them came back with a negative report. It caused chaos and hysteria among the Jewish people. And God punishes the Jewish people for their lack of trust in him for the lack of seeing the reality of Eretz Yisrael, the beauty and the significance of the land of Israel, and many more layers to that. Ten of the twelve come back with this report. Two of them withstand that pressure. One of them is Kalev. The Torah says as follows, Vayalu Banegev, they, the twelve spies, they approached Israel from the south. They were in the Midbar, in the desert, which was south of Israel. So they approached from the south of Israel. 
Vayavo ad Hebron, and he went to Hebron. Notice there's a, a change in the syntax. They went into Israel, and he went to Hebron, of course, which is a city in the southern part of Israel, of course, which is the place where our patriarchs and matriarchs are buried. Ma'ara Samach Pela. The rabbis in the Talmud focus on this switch in syntax. It should have said they all went to Hebron. Why didn't they all go to Hebron? They all went into the south of Israel. Why was there only one that went to Hebron? Amar Rava, Rava teaches, Malamed Shepirash Kalev Me'atzas Meraglim that Kalev already at the beginning of this journey understood that there was a problem with the majority of these spies that had been sent, that there was going to be a terrible catastrophe that would come as a result of what the majority of spies were going to say, and Kalev separated himself. And he went by himself to Hebron to go to bow down and pray at the grave sites of our patriarchs and matriarchs, Avraham and Sarah, Yitzchak and Rivka, Yaakov and Leah. And he went to pray there, Vihispalel, to pray, that he, Kalev, would be saved from the disastrous report that the other ten spies would bring back. He understood that there was going to be a majority that was going to sweep the population when they returned. And he understood that he had to remain firm with his convictions and he had to remain true to his mission, which was to fulfill God's wish that the Jewish people enter the land of Israel and inherit the land of Israel. He understood that it was not important what the majority said. It was not important what others around him said. What was important, Kalev understood, what was in the past. What would Avram say about him? What would Sarah say about him? What advice would they give him? And he went to pray there in order to have the power and the energy and the centeredness to withstand the pressure of the majority. Forward to the future. The other spy who was in the minority was Yehoshua. Kalev and Yehoshua, they were the only two that came back with a positive report. It appears from a comment that is made by Rashi, that even before they left, Moshe had certain misgivings about what was going to happen when these spies returned. And the Torah says at the very beginning of our parsha that Yehoshua's name, Yehoshua Joshua, who was Moshe's successor, who actually led the Jewish people into the land of Israel after Moshe passes away. His name was originally Hoshua. But Moshe, before 
he left on this journey, Moshe added a letter to his name to call him Yehoshua as a way of praying Yehoshua that God would save him from the report of the majority. This is something that was going to happen in the, in the future. Yehoshua, God will save him. And the power of that prayer, the power of a blessing given by a tzaddik like Moshe, gave Yehoshua the ability to withstand the pressure of the majority. Looking back to the past, looking forward to the future as a way of guiding how we navigate the chaos of the present, the confusion of the present. Because the truth is the present has a lot of uncertainty. And it applied then at the time of the Miraglim, and it certainly applies to us today. There's confusion about what's right, what's good. Many of us know what we've been taught. We know what we thought was correct, but we're surrounded, we're influenced by other perspectives that seek to sometimes drag us down. But focusing on our past and focusing on our future can give us the perspective to be able to see clearly, to see in proper proportion, to remember that our story is much bigger and much more eternal than just the events of today, than just what is popular, than just what everyone around us seems to be doing. than just what is easy. Because that's not always what our past and our future teach us is right. Our past and our future ground us. It enables us to be able to confront the world and to remain true to who we are and to what our mission is in life. And if young people leaving school can keep this in mind, and if every single one of us can keep this in mind, then we will have the tools to be able to guide us through the confusion of the present into a glorious future. I want to wish much success to all of the graduates and included in that group is my granddaughter, Michaela, who graduated in Toronto from kindergarten, and my grandson, Jamie, who graduated from kindergarten in New York, and all the other graduates. Much success following these two models of how to be able to navigate the confusion of life. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and a wonderful Shabbos. And I look forward to seeing you soon in person.